Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Lady, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is Garth Brooks by Garth Brooks. But before we do anything else, here's our news segment. And welcome back to your music news. Ozzy Osbourne is to honor the infamous bat biting moment with 9,000 NFT bats. I don't understand NFT. I, I don't either. Why. I don't get that. Somebody enlighten me. Right. Rush will release their very own pinball machine. So I guess look out for that. I don't know. It's a collaboration with Stern Pinball. Um, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, go for it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this one's crazy. You remember how I said, like I was thinking like, who's the Beatles and the Bob Dylans of our generation? Uh-huh. And I said, Billie Eilish has potential to be there. Maybe Taylor Swift, things like that. Billy Joel has stated that Taylor's like the Beatles. And he says that she is her generation's equivalent to the Fab Four. I am Mega Mon. <laughs> I haven't got the forehead. <laughs> okay, and so recently, this is not really news unless you just didn't know about it. If it's true, it might not be true. But the potato famine, like... Um, the Irish potato famine led to the Beatles. And here's how. So there were family groups from Ireland, like Lennon's, Harrison's, and McCartney's. And when the potato famine happened so they didn't starve, they moved over to like the Liverpool area. And then their descendants were the Beatles. <laughs> Brain explode. Right. Oh, this little kid. No, a judge has temporarily dismissed the Nevermind album cover lawsuit after Spencer Eldon's legal team missed a December 30th, 2021 deadline to file an opposition to the Nirvana Estates request to have the case dismissed. There we go. If it's that serious, I don't think you would miss a court. Yeah, like you that. wouldn't. He's just trying to get a bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that Usain Bolt and Vin Diesel <laughs> make music? <laughs> what? There you go. Look it up. <laughs> Jason Derulo um, fought fought two guys who called him Usher. (laughs) And there's a video on TMZ or something that you can look up. Um, Speaking of Usher, go watch the last episode. But please look the video. It's so funny. And last but but certainly not least, the Grammys have postponed their ceremonies uh, amid COVID surge. So we'll see when that happens. We spiking. And that's it for your music news. <laughs> and we're back. So before we get into the album, here's our social medias. The Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM P-O-D. The Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast. The YouTube for the face and stuff. Uh, the Diamond Mind. If you look up Diamond Mind Podcast, we should be the first thing that pops up. Um, TikTok, Diamond Mind Podcast. Um, we're on all of the platforms that we know of um we might be missing a couple but we're on all the main ones that i think uh rate us subscribe follow like comment share all the things and yeah so let's get into this all right so garth brooks self-titled album went 10 times platinum it was released on april 12th 1989 it is 10 songs and only 33 minutes so, his first song is called Not Counting You, uh, Honky Tonk. Uh, that's not part of the, the song title. I'm just kind of prefacing. It is Honky Tonk. I literally wrote that. Yeah, Honky Tonk. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, we're having to find the songs that ask backwards way again. 
where because Garth Garth Brooks doesn't have his music on anything but Amazon Music, and so we had to like look up <laughs> cheap videos of it on YouTube. Um, but if they didn't have the videos, I would just play it from my phone. Yeah, which is not ideal, but I mean, you Whatever. know. Uh, this is just a fun drinking song. Uh, the guitar goes ham. Dang, those lights are so bright. Uh, there's a certain type of song that, uh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. My grammar makes no sense. There's a certain type of song that goes along with a country song. I don't know what it is, but it's hitting on this, and I have no clue what that means. Did you make the uh, bed? Did I make the bed? No. It was like that. Because you not remember I was, like, wallowing around on the pillows? Yeah, but last time, not like the last episode, but I put the thing over the... I don't know. Maybe I was messing with it. Um, there's a single stroke snare drum on this that just keeps the groove going. It's a pleasant start. It's a, it's a solid song. There's nothing really in-depth about it. It's just... I mean, it's a drinking song. There's not much That's really to it. Alright, so... Honestly, it's good to be back with a familiar artist, that familiar sound that we've all grown to know, and somehow it's some of our most successful episodes. Um, <clears throat> that song was catchy. It has that honky-tonk bar sound we've been missing with a sweet little guitar solo, and that's as good as it gets. Next. <laughs> this next song is called I've Got a Good Thing Going. Um, this is a slower song compared to the last one. Same single-stroke snare drum. Uh, this one kind of reminds me of Friends in Low Places. It's obviously, like, different in plenty of ways. But, um, I really get it in the chorus, because, like, the verses, like, are these... I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say soft-spoken, because they're not. They're, like, slower, and then, like, mm -hmm. all the instruments come in, and they just have this, like, not hard-hitting chorus, but it's like, everything's all together, and we're all singing this. Um, it just gives me that same vibe. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> country music isn't really my thing, so I don't really know, like, yeah. how to commentate on country music that well. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, that's fair. Um, so this is one of the ones we looked up on YouTube, and <laughs> the captions were way off. Oh, yeah, because they're auto-generated. It was, yeah, it was horrible, but it was really funny. Um, so basically... As you can hear in the title, I've got a good thing going. He's got a good thing going, but his woman is kind of pulling away and it's hurting him inside. You know, he's going through a slow, torturous heartbreak, I guess. Um, but this is just one of those, you know, 80s, 90s country sing-along kind of songs. Not much to it. This next song is called If Tomorrow Never Comes. I know this one. Um, it's a little sappy love song about dying and hoping that your woman knows you love her, even though you aren't there. Uh, the chorus is quite catchy uh, with the repeating phrase of If Tomorrow Never Comes. Uh, this isn't something I would just listen to on its own, though, because I'm not into country music, and it's just depressing. <laughs> like, this is a, like... Not, like, a sad song, but, like, it's just a damper on the mood, you know? Hey, sometimes those depressing songs hit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about that life, so. You're telling me you never listen to Little Peep? Little Peep, sorry. Little, little Peep. Little Bo Peep. That, that, that's not, <laughs> like, 
It's sad. It's sad music, but it's not. There's a difference between like sad and depressing, in my opinion. Like depressing, it's like it's a different type of sadness. It's a deeper sadness. Like you think this is a deep sadness? Saying like, oh man, I'm gonna die one day. I hope my wife knows I love her, even though I'm gonna croak. Like Q logics. Um, that's been sad a lot. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alone. <laughs> I have that song downloaded on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's different, doesn't it? It's not really that sad. No. That song ain't sad. No, because then it flips around and he's like, I just want to be alive. I finally want to be alive. <laughs> That's like the choir people in the back, yeah. like church gospel yeah. going on. Yeah. Wow, this one is anyway. off the rails. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Jimmy's lyrics told me because they're so helpful, that Garth has stated that his ex-wife, Sandy, was the idea and inspiration behind this song after watching his wife sleep, which it's clearly stated in, like, the first verse uh-huh. that that's what he's doing, that's what the inspiration is. Um, this is one of his most popular songs. He sings it live. Uh, it's clearly, like Nate mentioned already, about the thoughts and love he has for his wife who is sleeping beside him. It has a nice build-up with the strings in the chorus, like Nate kind of touched on. Um... And it not only mentions the powerful emotion of love, but also the regret he feels when he fails to tell the ones he loves that he loves them. It's kind of a different love song like Usher had on Confessions, which we touched on. Again, if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, go listen to it. And, yeah. This next song is called Every Time That It Rains. Um, We had to listen to the live version of this. Uh, Audio quality is lovely, straight off of VHS from the 90s. Um, he really reps Oklahoma a lot, mm-hmm. like not just in the song, but just in general. Like he just reps the set, which go for you. Um, this album has been pretty mellow so far, which I'm not like fully into. It just kind of feels like ho hum, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like not like Ringo Starr ho hum, but like just kind of <laughs> we're just kind of trudging along. Uh, his storytelling is really good though. Um, that's something that I can appreciate. That's not really something that's apparent in modern music as much, especially country of, music. I think it's hard uh-huh. to tell stories nowadays because people, I mean, okay, every song is a poem, right? And poems tell stories, but like his is very specifically telling a story. Like it's almost like there's a plot line uh-huh. in it and a lot of songs don't really do that um, in that formula of but I was just going to say... Rising action climax. That's something that stays apparent on this song and throughout the album Mm -hmm. and continues on past the song. And throughout all of his albums, really, he's just... He's a really good storyteller. And uh, with with a a genre of music I'm not into, and especially, like, the style, it's slow, uh, he still somehow keeps me intrigued because the stories are pretty good. See, that's the thing. I think a lot of classic country songs do tell stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is one part that I like and why I like it more than yeah. some music today. But at the same time, I'm not a huge country person. I listen to it. I have listened to it. I probably always will, especially Dolly. But, I mean, it's whatever. But then, I mean, I'm trying to think of recent people who's, like, told stories. Taylor Swift has some songs on mm-hmm. that tell stories, obviously. Granddad does the albums where they, like American Idiot and yeah, like rock operas, twenty first century, yeah. 
I don't know. I can't really think of anyone else um, right now. But anyways, uh, I don't know if this was Amazon Music's fault, but the title was a spelling error. Oh, yeah. Because they put every time is one word, and it's actually two. Because every time is... Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, when we watched that live version, though, his very first note that he sang, he whistled through his teeth, and that made me laugh so hard. I don't know why, but I thought that was hilarious. Um, I, kind of like, I mean, we've both already touched on this, but it has that formulated country love song structure, but the lyrics were kind of meh to me. They weren't my uh-huh. favorite, to be honest with you. There wasn't a whole lot of substance unless that's like a real true to his heart kind of story. But yeah. other than that, it was a mediocre country song, but it did tell a story. So that's, I can appreciate that. This next song is called Alabama Clay. Uh, we took a TikTok break at this point. Um, and then we had to watch another live video, but it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. the the live version was only one minute. So now we had to recent. listen to a oh, version yeah. on her phone. Yeah. Uh, it's a, is that, is that rain? That's a plane. That's a plane. Oh my gosh. Um, I gotta be flying, bro. It's another slow song. Uh, I need another peppy song at this point. His storytelling is so cool. Um, I just touch on again that it's something that new country really lacks, and that's part of why I just can't get down with new country really at all. Um, it's all about the same stuff. Yes, his songs are like actually about subjects, and when they're and when they're about love, they're not the basic just like I love you. Like he really. There's some sort of something that has a twist with the love. There's like deeper meaning Yes. To it. It's not just like a basic love song. Um, like, he left the farm to go work in a factory, mm-hmm. but then he comes back home to raise a family. Uh, it's just a decent song. Nothing necessarily stood out to me on this. Because I don't really know what I'm looking for. That's fair. I don't know why I just thought of this, but you know... <laughs> It'd be funny to have, like, an emo country song. Like, mm-hmm. he, have you seen the guy, I think his name's Clay or something on TikTok? He's, like, where he covers songs, but he sings, like, yeah, for, like forcefully emo on purpose to be funny. Mm-hmm. I think he could pull it off. I think it'd be funny, I don't know. What song? Margaritaville? Wasting away Margaritaville. <laughs> That's, like, more metal, but still. And, then I, saw, and then I saw one that was, um... Emo medieval times. <laughs> that was so funny. I saw one that was the the DK rap, but medieval times. Ye old monkey rap. I love that because it's like a bunch of like there's Gaelic and stuff like that in medieval times. Ah, oh, good stuff. Anyway, Alabama Clay. Um, Nate basically said everything I have, but all I can add is that boy got them redneck roots, but he wanted to fit in with them city slickers. Uh, he comes to hate his job and longs to go back to the farm. He finds out that he has a kid and goes back to the farm and back to his roots to raise the family. And he also, Garth Brooks didn't write this one. Huh, interesting. So. Um, the next song is called Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old. Uh, this there's is a, a, little, a little fiddle intro. This song feels like it could have got more peppy, but uh, for some reason this didn't feel my, feel my need for a peppy song. Uh it goes faster, but I really don't think anything. But when he says, 
like the the actual hook much too young to feel this damn old is interesting and i don't know if that's just genre or if that's the song or because this you said this one's popular right yeah so it probably is just genre and that's why i can't really like super duper get into it that might be it i also okay are you at the end of yeah i don't really have much to say okay um going off of that it is a popular one and he does play this live and i think his live version is better than his recorded version mm-hmm. because there's a little bit more energy when he does perform because he, he's a performer. Yeah. Like he's really good at performing. Um, but I did note when we were listening that the song went by very quickly. I don't think I realized how short it really was. Um, but going back to your genre comment, I think if it was in more of like a rock, even like a... Maybe even pop or punk. Like... Mm-hmm. It would have a lot more feeling. Yeah, it. probably. But obviously, he still has his meaning because you know he's a songwriter. He does you know tell his stories, whatever. Um, but this one, basically, he's on his way back home, and he talks about he, you know, he messed up with this woman, and all of his cards are on the table. He's been through a lot, and he says he's much too young to feel this damn old. He's lonely and doesn't have much left to look forward to, which is kind of sad because at this point he probably was like in his twenties or thirties or something. Uh-huh. So for him to feel just like like there's not a whole lot left in life to look forward to, that mm-hmm. is, that's the depressing song. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, the next song is called Cowboy Bill. This song reminds me of like a papaw figure just mm-hmm. telling stories about the old day. Um, yeah. From an album standpoint, most of his songs have had a pretty similar sound. Uh, the sound isn't necessarily bad. Uh, it just gets a little boring to listen to the same sound over and over, just in general. But, like, it, he, his country isn't country that I can't stand. Like, there's some country artists that I just can't get down with. And for some reason, I just really dug the Dixie Chicks. I don't know why. Um, but... Well, we have them coming up again. Yeah, his... But his sound isn't that bad. Um, it's just the same sound on this song as the other songs, to get more specific about this song. But... Freaking Cowboy Bill died. That sucks. Spoiler alert. That sucks <laughs> so bad. You had no one to you like, he died? Yeah, it like, made yeah. me sad. <laughs> he was just telling his stories to the kids, and the parents were like, don't listen to that old hoot. And Cowboy Bill was a hero, and I will not stand for Cowboy Bill slander. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I will not stand for Cowboy, Cowboy Bill, Bill slander. slander. <laughs> <laughs> but only people who like know the song or uh-huh. listen to this podcast would understand it. Still. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> hold on, wait. What did you say? i got to think. Let me read you notes. Because <laughs> there's something uh, I was going to... What I just said right now? That all of the sounds are similar? All yeah, the that songs? was that one, no. Okay. I, when we recorded, we were both kind of tired. And for some reason, this, like, listen-through, I mm-hmm. wasn't really paying attention to sounds as much. I think I was just really out of it, to be honest with you. Um, so I never really caught that throughout this album, mm-hmm. which I'll touch on at the very end when we talk about ranking and stuff. But, I mean, every album is going to have similar sounds. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any album that has, like, crazy diversity. Um, yeah. Actually, that's not true. But... For the most part, albums are all going to sound the same because they use the same instruments, the same people yeah. to record all of that. Um, 
getting back into the song, it's about a cowboy telling his wild stories from his days out west. Uh, he's one of those people that your parents tell you to stay away from, but the kids love him. In the end, the kids find out that Cowboy Bill is dead. They literally find his body. And he has proof of the stories he told and like how they were real and things like that. And like Nate said, the parents told them to stay, told the kids to stay away from, but the kids thought they were heroes in the end. The parents ended up saying he, you know, he was a hero, which that switch that switch ass hoes so stupid. <laughs> like creating a complex here, but uh-huh. uh, I like songs that have a plot. I've already talked about this, and this is one of those songs I think. Um, but I don't think I would... I did like this song, but I don't think I would be able to really listen to it a lot on my own. Bro, I dug this song. Like, until he died, I dug this song. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> like, when he died, that really hurt my feelings. But then when they were talking about the blue Texas sky, I was down Oh, with yeah. That. that was the end line of each chorus, mm-hmm. was the blue Texas sky. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And we're back. So this next song is called Nobody Gets Off in This Town. Uh, it's not what you sound like. It's not what it sounds like, I promise. Um, this song is definitely another honky-tonk song. Uh, I can literally picture people at a bar listening to this, singing, and like a little guy on the piano, like specifically a little guy. He's probably like five foot four and really scrawny, and he's wearing like stripes with a button up. And he's just going to town on this honky-tonk piano. Um, the the piano really makes this town like feel like one of those ghost towns, like one of those mm-hmm. empty empty towns that's yeah. just like three people and their dog, you know. Um, it's just so like like hunky dory. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like hunky dory, but it's kind of like a sad, miserable song. Like yes. I, I actually really liked. Yeah, this song. I enjoyed this one. This this was a solid song. This might be yeah. either this one or the one about Bill. This might be my this favorite. One. This, uh, this one I think did actually have the different sound because it was yes. more like yeah I don't know like you said. Um, basically, it's about how nobody gets off the train when the train comes through town because um, you know everybody leaves town but nobody comes into the town. The people there are miserable and nobody enjoys living there. You talk about, like, three people and a dog or whatever. It even says that the dogs are, like, mean and Uh stuff like that. (laughs) Um, It's dull and it just sucks. And this is kind of one of those, like, feel-bad songs of just expressing, like, you're sick and tired of where you live. You kind of hate the city. Um, Which I enjoy because, like, been there, done that. You know, at some point you want to leave where you're from, whether it's permanent or temporary, I think. Some people don't. But, I don't know, it was just a real... A real song with good instrumental. Um, this next song is called I Know One. Uh, this song is very short. There's literally mm-hmm. four stanzas. Yeah. Um, I really didn't know what to say. There's quite literally nothing special about this song to me. <laughs> and I don't... I usually try to find something to say yeah. with songs, but this song just felt very generic and that's something I'm going to touch on whenever we get to the 1 through 9 too in a second um there's not even a cool story in this song to salvage this one though it's just kind of this one was like uh, not his best work I don't really think he has bad work but it just wasn't uh huh the top tier quality that we typically have but it was one of his early albums though. yeah this is his debut album I'm pretty sure 
It might be. I mean, it came out in 89, so mm-hmm. there it is. So that might be why. Um, basically, he's a fool for loving someone when they don't love him back and says, if you ever need a fool, I know one, talking about himself, and mentions that it wouldn't hurt to keep a fool around. Mm-hmm. You know, so like your backup or whatever. Yeah. Um, I did like his voice in this one because he didn't have that typical... Like standard nasally-ish Garth Brooks sound, like my chords. I can't do it. You know what I'm talking about, yes. though, right? When he like kind of hits the high note, and it has like a very like almost yodel. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, it's kind of like that. I was gonna play a clip, but if you want to hear Garth Brooks voice, just look it up, I guess. But he kind of kept that like smooth, normal, lower tone that he typically. Mm-hmm. Like he has when he talks or something. And I, I enjoyed that. But last song. This last song is called The Dance. Uh, we watched the music video for this one. I knew this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a popular It's a one. very sappy song. Mm-hmm. Uh, genuinely, off the bat, I'm going to say this is not for me. I understand why people would like this song. Uh, it's definitely touching. I'm just not really into this. But I understand and I respect where you're coming from. Um, the way he says the words, like, the dance, it's it's really nice how he says that. He can honestly sing pretty well, which is something I've not he's always said been, yet. Like, in all of our albums, he's been able to. He's He's got a nice voice. Yeah. Um, but touching on his voice, um, during the music video, he has, like, little spoken parts. He has, like, very little southern accent compared to his singing voice. It's because he's that Midwestern South. He's that Oklahoma. I don't know. It's weird. Like, and when he's singing, he's like... When he's singing, it's a lot more Southern dialect than when he's actually just talking. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like you said, that could be different. Yeah. we're from, like, South or... The mountains. Maybe we just don't hear it either. I don't know. Like, it's a different accent, but sometimes I feel like I don't recognize when people have accents. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so the dance. This is a popular one. He'll play this live. You know, whatever. Um, Genius Lyrics said that it was written by Tony... I'm really bad with last names, if you haven't learned by now. Um, Arata. 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 Whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> and is of, often considered Garth's best song. Uh, as well as one of the greatest songs in country music history. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. The song is about a past relationship, but since its release, the song has been used for tragic events and deaths, which was shown in the music video that we watched. Um, it shows Lane Frost, Keith Whitley, Martin Luther King Jr., John F. Kennedy, and John Wayne. Um, one of the best performances of this song actually came after the death of Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s you know, when he had the accident at the 2001 Daytona 500 mm-hmm. and broke his neck and it killed him. Um, and he performed the dance at the 2001 Winston Cup, now the Sprint Cup, uh, awards banquet in honor of Dale Earnhardt. And that's not funny, but I don't think it gets any more, like, redneck. Yes, that. that is so... Like... Th- that is American culture. That... If, if baby, you... welcome to the South. People that say America has no culture... That's it. What is that? <laughs> That's it right there. That's what we were here for. Yeehaw. Sweet tea. Delaware heart. God bless America. 
Praise hell, praise Dale. I was um, going to make an inappropriate joke. I'll talk to you about it later. All right. Anyway, um, my personal notes. It's a beautiful song, and, and I thought it was a pretty good album ender. Basically, um, he sings about if he had known how things would end up, he would have changed circumstances, and he would have missed the dance. But he's glad that he didn't know that you know it was going to happen because it's oh because it's better to miss what you have than to not have it at all. Uh-huh. Is basically the point of this song. Um, yeah, that's all I have. That's all I have for that. Okay, so one through ninety-two. How do you feel, Lainey? Um, personally, hear me out. I liked this album better than his last. One or two that we've already listened to. I mm-hmm. can't remember. I think we've listened to two. Um, but, and the reason for that is because there's less filler. Mm-hmm. It felt like every song had a purpose, even if it was minor. And some of his other songs were kind of like that. Yeah. Love, just kind of getting more time in there to make it a full album kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember where we put those songs on our list, and I meant to look before I came over. And where we put Kenny G, because we also talked about that, and I can't remember. So I would put it above those two, but I just don't know where that is right now. And now that we're pretty deep into it, I'm not sure either, but that's my Um, I would probably have this below... um, I know I at least liked one of his albums semi decently. I can't remember. I can't the remember what the not... titles are. I can't remember if it was let me, um, let me look Rope in the Wind or we Sevens. Did that one. We did Sevens and Rope in the Wind. I feel like Rope in the Wind was the one I liked. Maybe. It's whichever one we listen to second. It's going to be below that one and above the other one. I don't know where that is. Hold on, let me look it up real quick so um, we can determine this. I think Roping in the Wind might have been the first. A word? I mean, we can look up our episodes, I guess. Um, well, uh, just know it's... Most of my Garth albums will probably be pretty close on their... In their respective placing. Um, unless he has one that's just... That just absolutely blows me out of the water. Which... No offense, Garth, or Garth fans. I don't really know if there will be that, just because it's not really, like, my thing. Um, I've said that that's not my thing, like, a million billion times, but I'm trying to make it apparent. So, Roping in the Wind was the one we listened to second. We listened to Sevens first. Um, so, it'll be above Sevens, but below Roping in the Wind. Okay, Sevens had Long Neck Bottle. How you ever going to know? She's going to make it. I don't have to wonder. Two Pina Coladas. Cowboy Cadillac. Oh, that's right. We were in the clo- the first closet for yeah. this one. That was like one of the first ones we listened to, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it was really early on. And then... Roping in the Wind. Hold on. Against the Grain, Rodeo, What She's Doing Now, Burning Bridges, Papa Left Mama. Yeah, I definitely liked Roping Wind better than this one. This was in the second closet, right? Yeah. Shameless, cold show. Okay, yeah, actually, I might change my mind. <laughs> I might change it because this was a really good album. Yeah, Roping in the Wind was pretty good. Which is interesting because the album we just listened to is ranked higher ranked on the Billboard higher. albums chart. Yeah, well, Billboard also didn't include all the Domino albums. Well, Billboard doesn't even freaking know. 
We're the goats. Billboard. We know. We're professionals. Yeah, we make ten dollars. Anyways, eleven. Uh, social medias: the Twitter, <laughs> TDM Pod, TDM Pod, the Instagram, the Diamond Mine Podcast, the YouTube, the Diamond Mine. If you look up the Diamond Mine Podcast, it's us. Um, TikTok, Diamond Mine Podcast. Uh, we're on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, like, share. Shout comment. out! Shout out Germany! Shout out Virginia and California. In Tennessee. Keep shouting. <laughs> um, Keep. We got a new state, Arkansas, Alaska. Welcome. Hey, shout out to Arkansas country. and Alaska. We got new uh, countries. It's uh, Colombia and Greece. Welcome. Our goal, or at least my goal anyway, is that in 2022 we will reach all 50 states. That will be pretty sick. Anyways, ready to wrap this thing up? Yeah. This has been the Diamond Mind Podcast. We'll be back at you next week with Billy Joel. Ye old man, ye rap. Hope